0: Okay, everyone, before we get into the episode, I would like to say Anchor is experiencing some audio issues, so I didn't get to have everything that I wanted. Uh, I will say in Paulie's Probables, I went two and four, two correct, four wrong. In the Fantasy League that is going along with the podcast, I actually won, so I'm two and ten this week, or this year. And in my brother-in-law's league, I lost a heartbreaker to my sister, 139 to 138, because Najee Harris went down and Pat Friarmuth had a few more catches than I anticipated. So all in all, it was a good week. Um, Could have been better, but I hope you liked the episode. And let's get into it. Everyone, welcome to season two, episode 14 of Pauly's Pickens, the podcast. I'm your host, Derek Pauly, and I have a special guest this week. And like I said, I always say I have a special guest, but this guy has played before. He's not playing college now, but he is playing the uh fantasy with me for the NFL, Jacob Moore. Jacob, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you doing, man? I can't complain. Uh, how was your turkey day? It was very good. Very, I uh, ate a lot of
1: turkey. Um, probably a little bit too much.
0: How about yourself? Man, I think I'm all turkeyed out because I had turkey on uh, Thanksgiving, and I had turkey the Sunday before at church. The day before the church was with uh, my wife's friends at game night, and then the week prior to that, they had uh, turkey at work. So I'm, I'm I'm turkeyed out for the rest of the year. I'm good. Yeah, I hear that definitely. <laughs> Well, Jacob. Uh, before I get, before I get, before we get to talking about football, uh, go ahead and let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. So I am uh, from Tennessee. Uh, I
1: have two children, two beautiful girls. So if you hear them in the background during this, I do apologize beforehand. I work for the local ambulance service out here in Tane County, Tennessee, and uh, I've been a huge football fan. I've been with Mr. Derek Pauly here on Facebook for a long time.
0: And I'm excited to jump into this. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to get into it as well. Uh, I do believe you said you wanted to talk about the uh, the upcoming uh, conference championship games and maybe where the playoff committee decides to put the teams. Uh, Jacob, since you're the guest, uh, where did you want to start? I'll just kind of follow your lead. Um, I guess let's start SEC i'm a, I'm a
1: big SEC guy, so jumping in LSU and Georgia. I think that'll be a good place
0: to go. Okay, let's go ahead. Wow., uh, so Georgia handled business yesterday. Uh, i i'm I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there for everyone. Uh, I do host a college football podcast or a football podcast in general, but I did not watch a lot of football yesterday. Uh, I did catch a little bit of the Georgia-Georgia Tech game, and then the, a little bit of the Ohio State-Michigan game, and that was pretty much it. Uh, I know Georgia handled business, um, and I heard LSU did not handle business.
1: Yes, uh, I was a little bit shocked at the uh, LSU outcome. It it definitely got out of hand there for them. Couldn't keep up with the Aggies. So it'll be interesting to see how they recover and go go into Atlanta to play Georgia.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I like I said, I didn't see the game, but I mean, the team that was, okay, they had the number one ranked uh, recruiting class, but they finished well below uh, standards, four and seven um, they were, so I guess they're five and seven now. Still, I don't think they're bowl eligible, but that, that's got a sting, um, you know, winning the West uh, and not be, or in your name, not be Alabama, so you're like, okay, we won the West. I don't know if they laid an egg on purpose or Alabama or a was just that good that night. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm interested
1: to see. I really think that they're going to, they're going to come out. Maybe they were focusing down a little bit too hard preparing for the SEC championship game. They just dropped one.
0: And that very well could be the case. Yeah. Like you said, it'll be interesting in Atlanta next week uh, when LSU takes on Georgia. Um, someone said, uh, Oh, LSU probably going to blow out Georgia. I'm like, after that per- against LSU or sorry, against AM. I think it'll be a close game, but I think Georgia might pull that off. Yeah, I'm
1: with you on that. Uh, now going back to Georgia and Georgia Tech, it
0: I, I hate to say it for the, all the
1: Georgia fans listening, but sounds to me it seemed like they caught off to a little bit of a slow start. I mean, that was a ball game. It
0: yes, it was. Uh, I did see uh, there was a, like a stat in the first quarter that oh, uh, no. Georgia has not allowed a first – has not allowed a first-quarter touchdown in, like, so many double-digit games. And uh, Georgia Tech struck first, got in the end zone. I'm like, oh, well, I guess uh, that stat's out the window now.
1: Exactly, definitely. Um, I think I'm with you, though. I think that hopefully Georgia recovers. They they get out there and they have a few, few good couple of drives to start the game and get off on the right foot. And hopefully they – for Georgia fans, hopefully they uh, – they get the job done.
0: I I actually believe that they will. Um, I, I don't think um, I don't think LSU is going to be too much of a problem for Georgia. Uh, so are we going to go predictions for the SEC? That uh, are we both saying Georgia?
1: Yes, I'll, I'm with you. I think Georgia Georgia gets the job done. They they secure their spot in the playoffs going in undefeated.
0: Okay. Well, since you started off with George, let me start off with the big ten since I married my wife a who was from Michigan uh Michigan and purdue I, I really don't have much to say Michigan dominated uh Ohio State it didn't really look like that early on from when is from when I had saw it was uh seventeen to ten Michigan last time I saw, but uh, yeah, they
1: definitely pulled away there in the second half.
0: yeah, that's one i haven't I haven't
1: been able to watch much Michigan football, but i I think they get the job done as well i think that they're going to beat purdue
0: uh yeah i think so too i think uh, purdue might have the uh, home state advantage because i think the big 10 championships in indianapolis but i I think michigan's way too talented on both sides of the ball and uh the big 10 east is definitely going to beat the uh big 10 west yes i'm with you on that one as well Um,
1: um i wish i had more to add to that one
0: I mean, I wish I did too. Uh, I know their uh, quarterback. You know, I don't remember his name, McCarthy or something like that. He's uh, he's doing pretty good. So, uh, but yeah, I've, um, I'm not sure what the spread is, but uh, I'll I actually be posting about that later on today for all those listeners that play college football. Uh, we're not doing confidence points for the conference championship games or the New Year Six games. It's going to be uh, point spreads. So uh, just pay attention to that. Uh, I'm gonna go Michigan. They'll beat Purdue by double digits.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, Michigan wins. I believe the spread is currently at 16 in Michigan's favor, and I'm
0: I would say that they're probably gonna cover that spread. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll fluctuate a little bit up until game time, but yeah, 16. I, I yeah, I, I I take the I take that for sure. Yeah, me too. I'm
1: with, I'm picking Michigan.
0: All right, Jacob. Uh, Where do you want to go next?
1: Um, let's see here. I, I say stay in the Power Five. Okay. Let me pull up. What about Big Twelve? TCU number four. They're playing Kansas State.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can go with that. Kansas State and uh, TCU for the Big Twelve. Um.
1: Yeah, uh, that was. Uh, I actually watched the when they played earlier earlier in the season, Kansas State and TCU. And that was actually a pretty good game. I know Kansas State, I believe they had four turnovers in that game. And it was only a ten point game, I believe, twenty-eight to thirty-eight, if that sounds right. The first I, time they met. Yeah, I believe it
0: does. So man, only only to be down or lose by ten with four turnovers. That's that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, Deuce Vaughn's been getting it done. He's he's been one of my favorite running backs.
0: I you know, over I don't there know. Kansas
1: State.
0: I don't know any players for the teams uh, um I think Martinez I think he used to be what uh Oklahoma or Nebraska quarterback I think he plays for Kansas State now I might be wrong He does okay and, and uh, I want to say he's only
1: of those four turnovers he, his only interception was during that game all season long
0: Oh wow hmm uh the most recent game I saw from either team was a TCU Baylor game and Wow, what a, uh, what a thriller at the end of that game, TCU kicking the field goal to beat Baylor with seconds left. Um, man, I got to say, I've, I hear it's hard to beat a team twice during the season. I don't know if Kansas State's going to turn the ball over four times like they did earlier in the year, but – I think it's destiny, like they've said on ESPN and SEC Network, that TCU, this is TCU's destiny. I'm going to take TCU, but I don't think – I don't know what the point spread is. I don't think uh, they're going to cover, though. Uh, I I think I'm going to have
1: to go go against you this time. I I think Kansas State's going to come out with the upset. Deuce Vaughn, last time they played, I'm looking at the stat sheet here, it looks like they kept them under 100 yards. I think they get it straightened out. Deuce Vaughn goes in there and they just run the ball up the gut this one will get it done and i'm gonna say kansas state's gonna win that one
0: okay so knock tcu out of the playoffs there oh we might have a little bit of a discussion about that if that happens a little bit later on in this segment um okay let's let's go ahead and stay with the uh power five teams uh i gotta say um i'm impressed with the freshmen i'm gonna go with acc uh clemson and unc uh I'm going to butcher his name, DJ Oogalagale, whatever his name is, for Clemson. He, he, he's he been okay, but Drake May, the true freshman for UNC, man. I know uh, North Carolina's only lost two games this season. Uh, they've had to score a lot of points because their defense is trash. But, I mean, to be a true freshman and have, like, nine victories and score all those points, I, I, my, hats off to Drake May for UNC. Absolutely. And whenever I'm watching his
1: highlights, I find it really weird that a lot of people call the guy a pocket passer when he's actually leading the team in rushing yards with six rushing
0: touchdowns. God, so man. he's
1: been an absolute monster.
0: Well then I think is I think the wide receiver Josh Downs, I think, uh yeah, I, I don't think uh I forget who UNC played the very beginning of the season. But uh, they said uh, if uh, Josh Downs would have been in the game, they probably would have won by a lot more. So, uh, man, he is um, very, very talented for UNC. Uh, but it is Clemson. And UNC dropped the last, what, three games, the last two games to NC yep. State and Georgia Tech. I think I'm have to go with the Clemson on this one. Uh, they they might cover the, they might cover the spread.
1: I think so too. I think that Clemson's offense is just going to be too much, and Clemson's defense is going to get the job done. Really, I believe, and we might. Well, I say that, but we might see a shootout. We might, we might see a shootout in that game.
0: Yeah, we yeah we could. Uh, I mean, like yesterday, did the. The Tigers look ahead, uh, the Tar Heels, and I uh, forget that they had to play the Gamecocks. I mean, I know uh former guest on the show, or well, he has his own podcast, so old Bully Rye from Tap Outs and Touchdowns. You like that shout out? Uh, I know he is going to be ecstatic when he makes his uh, podcast this upcoming week about South Carolina beating Clemson. And, uh, so so, so, yeah. so good, uh, good on you, Bully Rye, for sure. Yeah, we've got, I guess, two teams coming off a pretty big loss there
1: right here late in the season and at this point they're just playing for pride so i'm gonna well i guess they're playing for bowl placement but I a lot of that comes with pride so
0: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take clemson as well yeah it's, it's just because dj's has a little bit more experience uh, i like uh, like i said i like drake's uh, upside being uh, like coming into his uh, sophomore year but yeah i think uh, experience and uh on the clemson's quarterback is going to allow them to get the victory
1: Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see the future of uh, North Carolina over there with him, with him uh, getting more experience as the years go go by.
0: Yeah, and hopefully Mac Uh, Brown. uh... Excited for
1: UNC fans.
0: Yeah, and hopefully Mac Brown can, uh, you know, coach there uh, for quite a while. As long as yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess I guess we'll finish out the uh, Power Five conferences with uh, the Utah us or Southern Cal game. Don't. Man, I'm not sure what to say about this. Uh, Utah's been, like, punching people in the mouth. But uh, Southern Cal has been, I guess, they've been good all year. They've been, you know, winning games, close games. Well, I guess close games against UCLA. I don't know how it was against Notre Dame. But I know they beat Notre Dame. Um,
1: yeah, they've uh, – it'll be a good one. They they played a close game earlier this year, USC and Utah. I believe Utah came out uh, on
0: top of that one. Oh, so it's kind of like a rematch with the Big 12 then.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, they played back in October. It looks like USC uh, lost 42 to 43 in that one. Oh, wow. Um, I think I think USC is going to get their revenge. It's their one loss. It's it's the one thing that they, they really need to come out and make a statement to the college playoff, saying that they're going to come out and get the job done.
0: I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna agree with you Caleb Williams. Um, he looked um, good. Uh, he got hot at the right time uh, during the season and the latter part of the season. And I think I might have said Pack Ten. If I did earlier, I meant to say Pack Twelve. I actually wrote down Pack Ten for some reason. Hadn't been oh, Pac-10 okay. I got it Yeah. Um, I like Utah's physicality, but like we've said before, it's kind of hard to beat a team twice in the same year. Give me USC as well. I'll take them to beat knock off Utah and keep Ohio State and or Alabama possibly out of the playoffs. This will preview to what we might get to talking about later on. Yes, sir. I agree with that. Okay. Um. Well, Dave, could you uh, do you have any uh, preference, or did you want to talk about the Group of Five, or you want to stick with the Power Five, or?
1: Um. We can we can go in. I'm not sure what value I will have to add to a lot of that, but I, I definitely don't mind to talk about some of those. Give give the give the fans and listeners of your podcast who who like those uh you know Tulane Cincinnati stuff like that
0: you know I was actually going to kind of go with the uh, the American Athletic Conference cuz uh like you said Tulane and UCF are playing uh, I know Tulane I think Tulane's still ranked or I know they were a couple weeks ago um uh, yeah, it's going to Tulane and UCF in the American Athletic Conference championship game uh don't know a whole lot about either Team, other than what I, the couple games and clips I've seen. Oh uh, yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen much. I know uh, there's a lot of hype around Old Plumley down
1: there and UCF. Um, I'm not sure whether he's lived up to a lot of that hype, but it'll be interesting to see. I, th- I think I'd have to take Tulane to win that one.
0: You no, know, i I'd, I'd say Tulane as well. Uh, they've been ranked. Uh, I, UCF has been good, but they've not looked like they were when they were quote the uh, national championship uh like five or so years ago i might be with you jacob i think i'll take uh tulane and the american athletic conference championship yeah we don't really know about a lot of these teams well I-, I personally don't know a lot so we'll kind of go through these kind of quick um for the mac or the mid-atlantic conference we got toledo and ohio the bobcats not the buckeyes so uh Man, uh, I don't know much about either of those teams at all. Um, shoot, um, no, I,
1: I couldn't say much. Uh, just looking over it briefly, I, w- I would I say Ohio on that one. Um,
0: yeah, I'd, I'd, pro- I'd probably have to go with Ohio as well just because uh, no rhyme or reason. Um, I don't know if it's the Toledo Zips or the Rockets or whatever they're – mascot is, but uh yeah, you know, yeah, just give me the Bobcats of Ohio to win the Mac championship. Yeah, I'll go with you
1: on that one. Uh I haven't watched too much of either one of these teams. Um I do believe Ohio's played a, a pretty tough schedule and I know that their losses are uh, two of them are to Penn State and Iowa State early in the season.
0: Right. So uh yeah I'll I'll take Ohio. Okay, uh, man, I guess the next game I'll go uh, the Sun Belt. We have Coastal Carolina at Troy. Um, I guess a little bit more familiar familiarity because of the geographical location. Uh, Central Carolina was pretty good a couple of years ago. Uh, I know they like they had went undefeated, and you know they were ranked at a certain point but then the Troy Trojans of Alabama they're literally probably the second best team in Alabama right now no offense to any Auburn fans but uh <laughs> but uh, uh yeah yeah go ahead
1: um so funnily enough I actually work with a guy from Troy Alabama and he is a probably the biggest Troy is it the Trojans the yes. biggest Troy Trojans fan yes, that sir. I've ever met in my entire life and he's been hyping me up about him all season. He he speaks very highly of their uh, running back. I believe his name is Kamani Vital. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I know he's got had a thousand yard rushing season this year. And uh, I'm gonna go with the Trojans on that one for sure.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and go with Troy as well. Um, I don't think Coastal Carolina has that magic from um, a year or two ago. Yeah, you know, yeah. Go and give me the Troy Trojans to win the Sun Belt Conference Championship. Let's let's go out west for the Mountain West. It's going to be Fresno State at Boise State. I didn't even know Fresno State was that good. I thought they were just like mediocre or sub-part out there in the Mountain West. But then again, um, I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah,
1: I'm with you. I, I, I haven't watched either of these teams all year. Couldn't name too many players on them, but uh, yeah, I think – I think I'll go with Boise on
0: that one. Yeah, I and mean, not because of – I'll agree with you, not because of any uh, recent players that they have, but good old Kellen Moore, who uh, graduated from Boise State, and I believe he is the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. He's a—he's uh, doing pretty good, and Dallas is doing pretty good. So, by proxy, I'm probably going to go uh, Boise State over Fresno State. in the Absolutely, of I agree
1: with you on that one. <laughs>
0: And you know what, we're going to end with uh, the Conference USA. Um, I have not, I'm going to be honest with you guys, uh, and you, Jacob, I have not seen any North Texas or University of Texas San Antonio games at all this year, but they are the two teams playing in the conference championship game, the Mean Green and the Roadrunners. So uh, if you have any thoughts, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, I do know that there's, pretty good
1: defensive back. (laughs) I don't really know too much about these teams, but I remember him seeing. I remember seeing somebody from university of Texas, San Antonio in the uh, top 10 for DBs with interceptions. So I'm just going to go off of that alone, man. Just say they got a pretty good defense.
0: I don't want to say I'm going to pick against you and and I'm not, but uh, the most recent memory I have of North Texas was that Arkansas game and that fake punt return where the guy scored a touchdown on Arkansas? I don't know if I have any Arkansas fans listening, I apologize, but that's the most recent memory I have. But like with you, uh, UTSA, I do believe they have the better record. So go ahead and give me the Roadrunners; I'll take them in the conference championship game as well.
1: Absolutely agree with you on this one.
0: So we, yeah, we kind of went through those last ones a little bit quick for everyone. But that's probably because we're going to talk about the possible mm, playoff scenario, what may happen if certain teams win or lose. Jacob, uh, you wanted to uh, uh, talk about the possible offsets uh, or possible scenarios. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and let you start, and uh, I'll chime in uh, afterwards and see what see what we agree, see what see where we disagree.
1: Okay, I got you. Let me pull up a rankings right here. Okay. Well. I think number one and two are pretty much solidified. I think everybody will probably agree with us in saying that Georgia and Michigan will will definitely get in. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they put Ohio State after that loss to Michigan. So it'll, it'll kind of – I think it'll come down if they put Ohio State at five or six.
0: Mm. I think they'll wind up
1: somewhere right around there. Um, and I think that the window for Ohio State fans to see their team back in the playoffs is is still open with that uh, TCU game that I'm predicting them to drop the ball on that one. Mm. So we'll see if they put Ohio State below or above Alabama.
0: They, uh, As far as I'm concerned, they should put Ohio State above Alabama. Uh, I know the Crimson Tide fans are going to – say oh well we lost uh t- the team playing in the championship game against georgia and we lost uh tennessee who's now a friggin' top 10 team but uh... yeah
1: I, I don't see them putting uh a two loss alabama over a one loss ohio state especially when ohio state lost to to a top four team there right michigan
0: uh, someone at my church who's a Michigan fan as well, he said very well uh, Michigan and Ohio State could flip-flop. But, uh, I mean, that could be true. I guess we'll find out for sure uh, here in a day or so. Um, yeah, I could see them flip-flopping them if it had been a little bit closer of a game.
1: You know, if it had been a, a one, two-point game that was really down to the wire there. But nearly 20 points or over 20 points, so I'm not sure we'll, – Right there, what the difference is between them. I, I'm not sure if uh, if they'll flip flop them, but I feel like they'll knock Ohio State at least out of the top four for the bowl season or for the conference championship.
0: Yeah, and with uh, with uh, Purdue not being ranked high, there really no chance unless unless your pick of uh, Kansas State upsets TCU, they could possibly get back in there. But uh, right, yeah, I mean. Okay, but well, on the same token, I like a team that could be on the outside looking in, uh, S- Southern Cal, of course, of course, I don't know where they're going to fall in the playoff ranking, but uh, man, uh, if if I predict like my prediction, TCU wins. Does USC? Do they make it in the top four? Do they beat if they beat Utah? I don't know. I think so. I, I'm going
1: with. I think I'll go with a uh, number one Georgia, number two Michigan number three, USC, and number four, Ohio State. That would be my prediction for the playoffs.
0: Oh, wow. So, Kansas State's going to knock TCU right out of it. And and Alabama's not going to backdoor their way in because, let's face it, I know they were bragging about beating Auburn, but, I mean, who hasn't beaten Auburn this year? That was not a very good uh, victory, even though, I mean, they were favored and they won big.
1: Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um. There there has been, and I have heard the argument that Michigan might, may jump Georgia as the number one after beating Ohio State in the fashion in which they did. I don't know. I don't know about that. What do you think about that?
0: Uh, I, I don't think so. I think uh, Georgia beat Georgia Tech by enough where they're going to say, okay, we know Michigan beat Ohio State. But, you know, Georgia's still, you know, the best team, best overall team in our eyes. I I still say Georgia's going to be number one, but uh, I'll put Michigan right there. Uh, I mean, I'd say they'd be number two, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got close to as many first-place votes as Georgia is going to get. Right. Uh, I agree with you on that. Man, I guess the only – really the only uh, disagreement we have is TCU and Kansas State uh, for the Big 12. That – could I throw, Could possibly throw a monkey wrench into our predictions? I know you said you gave me your four. I'm um, sticking my guns about TCU. I, I believe it's their destiny. Uh, give me Georgia, Michigan, Southern Cal, and then TCU. I gotcha. Well, yeah, I,
1: it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I, I feel like if if Kansas State comes out and they really Really protect the ball, and they play their brand of football. This thing could go down to the wire, so
0: we'll see whether yeah. they knock
1: them out or not. Or,
0: oh, I mean, or, or very well, you could flip flop uh, what I said for three and four because uh, if if Georgia played TCU, Georgia's not going to play around. Um, I know TCU have been have had a lot of close victories uh, in this like the the season. Georgia's not going to play that. They're going to be like, we're going to squash that. Big Twelve's not as good as the SEC and we're going to dominate and wait, play the winner of uh, two and three. So,
1: Absolutely.
0: If, if that was the case, I'd put Southern Cal for four because I think Southern Cal would give Georgia a better game. But I guess it all depends on – Like right now we're just spinning our wheels about predictions. It all depends on what the playoff committee says and what happens in the championship games. Um, hey, you know, we could uh, – our predictions could be spot on or they could be way off. You never know.
1: Yeah, we'll see how, how things turn out, man. It'll be interesting. I'm excited to excited to get into this uh, slew of games we have this weekend. And uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, man, we'll definitely see what happens. So, you know, I got to ask you, and I'll, I don't mean to put you on blast on the podcast, but uh, at one point you were a Vanderbilt fan.
1: Yes. You said you're, a
0: Tennessee, you said you're a Tennessee fan this year. Uh, is that truthful, or are you still an undercover Vanderbilt fan, or what's – I Which will say that,
1: <laughs> so uh, I tried to be upfront about it to a lot of people, and I've still caught some flack because, you know, you can't really jump teams like that. But being from Nashville, I spent 10 long years starting in the James Franklin era as a right. as a Vanderbilt fan when I really started getting into football. And uh, I found it very hard there for, for a, quite a while to – to watch some of those games ultimately for me, it came up to, it became very difficult to continue sporting a team that didn't really dedicate itself to football. Like with all the money that Vanderbilt has in Nashville, they could really build a powerhouse up there if they really wanted to. And, uh, for a long time, it, it really seemed like they weren't interested in doing that. You know, you went 26 consecutive games without an SEC win. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I bandwagoned over a little bit. Started going for the Vols before this season, which uh, I may be the volunteers' good luck charm, having a good season like this before I joined up.
0: I mean, possibly, yeah. I don't. I, I'd welcome you into the fold, even if it, you know, was you know temporary. But yeah, it was.
1: It, it became difficult, man, to to really go out and. I feel like other people have done it in the past as little fans as vanderbilt
0: has but we'll see what happens with the those two programs i mean i I mean i think clark lee's got them trending in the right direction um i mean absolutely big win over over kentucky and then florida and i mean unfortunately for vanderbilt fans uh got shellacked by tennessee uh yesterday um i'm glad tennessee's got a 10 win season it's been a long time coming i've been dead inside for so long um Glad to see Tennessee doing good. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. They exceeded my expectations. I've said it on the page, but uh, they'll get a decent New Year's Six bowl. Uh, just, uh, I'm curious to see who our opponent's going to be.
1: Absolutely. Uh, if if you want to go off off topic a little bit here, I, I I would like to think that we uh we play Florida State. Ooh. In in our bowl game, that would that would be my uh what I want to see happen. I think that'd be a great matchup.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's two teams that were uh left for dead. Um yeah, like a nice redemption store. I you know what I I could dig that Florida State and Tennessee. Hopefully uh from the nineteen ninety eight rematch um they still wouldn't beat Tennessee, but I digress.
1: <laughs> yep, I'm with you on that one as well. That would that's where that's where my heart's set. That's what I'm hoping for. All right. See ya. Later. Hey, we're Camille and Kennerly, the Harp Twins.
0: You might know us from our viral electric harp covers of bands like Metallica, Iron Maiden, Billy Idol, and more.
1: We also compose and perform our own original Nordic Celtic-inspired songs and albums. You can find our music, streaming links, and tour dates on harptwins.com. We are the Harp Twins, and you're listening to
0: Polly Pickham's The Podcast. All right, everyone. Jacob has stuck around for the NFL portion of the show. Jacob, uh, how are you? How are you doing today? And uh, as far as the NFL goes, uh, have you been able to catch any games, or been keeping up with the NFL at all this year?
1: Yeah, I've been keeping up with it quite a bit this year. I watch more of the Titans than anything, but I've got some uh, some personal favorites that I kind of root for a little bit. Some of the SEC guys. I see George Pickens is making a lot happen for the Steelers this year. So I've been uh, keeping up with it as much as I can.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I've, I've tried to keep up as best I can, you know, with, with my, with my uh, schedule and all that. Uh, just to jump ahead a little bit to fantasy, man, I, I just checked. You're doing better in fantasy than I am. I believe everybody's doing better in fantasy than I am. Golly one victory, 10 losses. It's uh, a little bit frustrating.
1: Yeah, it been a long year for you. Uh, yeah, uh, man, I I feel pretty good about my uh, my team in that league. It's it's a little bit deeper of a league than I'm used to playing in, but uh, I've been able to make a little bit happen. So,
0: yeah, I was uh, told usually they do ten teams. I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll do twelve. That way, people have to you know kind of scrape the bottom bottom of the barrel. And boy, uh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have just left it at ten teams because people I've wanted I'm like okay well let me see who who's left I'm like who are excuse me who are some of these people I've I have, I've had no clue
1: yeah exactly man it's been
0: it's been rough you've had to find some uh find some
1: rare gems I remember after that Christian Watson at Green Bay when he had that breakout game and caught three touchdowns I went and looked him up and of course he was he was already off the waivers I was like man this this is definitely one of the deepest leagues I've been in but it's been fun it's been uh Interesting to see how how we can make stuff happen.
0: Yeah, and uh, for those that may not know, I'm gonna go ahead and t- uh, pull the curtain back like the Wizard of Oz. Uh, Jacob and I actually commissioned a trade earlier this year. Worked out a little bit better in his favor than it has for mine. I believe uh, I traded you Ramondre Stevenson for Tom Brady.
1: I think so. I-, I jumped off the Tom Brady bandwagon pretty early. I drafted him in a couple of my leagues, and he just wasn't uh, wasn't performing quite the way i needed them to fantasy wise but yeah I, I definitely think it got the better the better portion of that deal
0: yeah and uh and because you were talking about the waiver wire uh man when uh, david montgomery went down for the bears and uh khalil herbert he uh had that breakout game i uh oh chris dean he reached out to me he's like hey you want to trade for him i'm like absolutely not <laughs> so i got gotcha. you yeah. I kind of hated to slam the door in Chris's face, but, uh, man, at the time, I think, I don't, I don't know if you want to talk about this or have me talk about it, but I think he had beaten you like 200 something to 100 something. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you just beat Jacob that bad. I'm not looking forward to playing you. And of course I'm not going to trade uh Khalil Herbert to you for, if you're going to do that to Jacob, why would I set myself up for, you know, more heartache?
1: Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, I haven't made too many moves around in that league. I think the one with you is the only one that I've I've made. Uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with the way that I drafted my team. I've got a lot of a lot of good depth at wide receiver, not so much at running back, but they seem to get the job done well enough.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm the total opposite. I'll draft good uh, good running backs, and uh, it's hit or miss on the wide receivers for me. Uh, and uh, I I try to listen to other people and they. Don't draft a quarterback in the first few rounds because they'll be around. Um, man, and in like my brother-in-law's league, somebody drafted a kicker in the first three rounds. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, but, man. At least tell me it was Justin Tucker, right?
0: Actually, I don't even remember who it was.
1: <laughs> I got <you. sighs> But
0: Well, I mean, speaking of Justin Tucker, man, I don't know if you caught the end of that uh, Baltimore-Jacksonville game. He tried a 67 yard field goal with like two seconds left and just just short a few yards short so uh, goodness I can't
1: that's quite a kick right there man 67 yards. What, what's the current record right now? Are, do you know off the top of your head sorry to put you on the spot like that but
0: actually no, I don't. I just remember the announcer was talking about uh, he had made a 66 yarder against Detroit. I'm thinking okay, Detroit's in a dome. Jacksonville is not in a dome. You got the wind. You got all those other factors. So, I mean, of course, it's gonna be a little bit easier in the dome. I mean, yeah, you don't have the wind to you know help push the ball or push against the ball for that matter. But yeah, it's about. If it feels sixty four yards. He he would have made it. Sixty seven is a little bit too far for him. Yeah, I, I believe it was sixty six yards is what they said is was what he had.
1: That sounds about right. And I think the record's right around there, maybe sixty six, sixty eight, something right in there. Something like that,
0: I, I, yeah. I know uh, Jason Elam of the Broncos had that uh, way back in the day. Uh, it's probably been broken since then, though. Yeah. Well, Jacob, uh, I, I've got uh, the ESPN app pulled up. Uh, you're currently beating old uh, Glenn Bray right now, one ten to sixty six. So, uh, safe to say, I think you'll uh, you'll cruise to victory in that game.
1: I hope so. I definitely do. Uh, my receiver core is getting it done for me. I, I did make the. Amateur mistake. I didn't realize Justin Fields was out for this game, so uh, mm. I should have put Joe Burrow in there. I've got him sitting on my bench. That definitely would have helped me out having him out there.
0: Um, man, I don't know if you've uh, played the NFL portion of the pick. I know you've played the college in the past, but uh, no, know- I
1: haven't. I actually I missed the college pickums, and I didn't realize that you were doing the NFL pickums this year. But I definitely would have been interested in that. That would have been a cool thing to do.
0: Yeah, I just uh, figured, um, you know, I I started doing the podcast last year. Uh, It was like, you know what, let's start some, let's do something with the the NFL this year. You try to, you know, make two segments. And uh, I mean, it's been a little bit, it's been fun. It's been interesting. Uh, Well, actually, I think I might have started that last year, but uh, no, there's no way I'm doing confidence points. All those NFL games are going to be 10 games apiece. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're doing at least the fantasy portion. Man, do you have a prediction on how you would have uh, picked so far, or how you would have been doing pick-wise so far this year with the uh, games?
1: Oh, I definitely would have uh, would have been screwed this year. Uh, some crazy things have happened around the NFL, you know. Uh, I'm a, I'm a gambling man, so I usually put together a couple of parlays every weekend, and so far I've lost quite a bit of money.
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, uh,
1: the way that this thing has turned out is really has really screwed me a little bit, but there's definitely some uh, something to be said about a lot of these teams that are, you know, that people didn't really anticipate being very good. I know the Lions are on a little bit of a hot streak. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man, it's definitely. I definitely wouldn't have done very well
0: in the Pickhams this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 not gonna win either Pickhams this year, but I. I enjoyed doing this because I, I know you've played in the past and uh, I know you've had like one of the more recent uh, perfect weeks in college, the last time you played. So I do want to give you kudos for that, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily want to dwell on, you know, what, the, what could have been, should have been, uh, man, we can get in some fantasy now if you want. Um, like you like, uh, tell me how you think you're doing and uh, you know, who's uh, doing good so far. And I'll let you know how uh, my fantasy league's doing and how, all that good stuff? Um, well, in the league that we're in together, I wish I would have put
1: a little bit more stock in drafting some running backs or made made some trades for some of those big-name running backs because I'm in several leagues. And uh, it seems like in a couple of them, I went more running back heavy. And in and, uh, several others, I went too wide receiver heavy. And it's really – you really got to have a good balance to be successful in fantasy football. I've really liked one – of, one of the sleeper picks that I made in another league was – uh, picking up Josh Jacobs pretty early. And he had, he had some several string of weeks that he was strung together, you know, thirty point thirty point games. And he's been an absolute stud whenever they utilize him the way he should be.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to see now who has a – do you have a Josh Jacobs uh, in this league?
1: No, I do not. I wish I did.
0: Let me see. Oh. Oh, your boy uh, Mooney does. Yeah, he
1: uh that's my partner where I work and he's pretty good, man. He's a good dude. I think he's doing pretty well in our in this league we're in.
0: Let me I see. believe. Man, yeah, he's uh he's tied for first place in applied for first place in our division with uh oh uh Tyler Hutton, seven and four. Not too bad at all. Yep, he's uh, been doing all right. Yeah, uh, I seen uh,
1: that he's had uh Deshaun Watson sitting on his bench for a while and it it'll be interesting. I know Deshaun Watson's Projected on the weeks that he returns to have twenty-five plus point games every week,
0: and so Jacoby Brissett's going to lose his job just like that.
1: Dang, yeah, hard hard to believe. I think that they have to though. I really do. I think that you got to come in and try to keep that season alive.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and what the amount they're paying him—it's kind of crazy to pay him that much money just to have him sit on the bench. I, I guess my only concern with that is is the continu What's the continuity going to be like? Because I know I don't think he's been able to practice with the team. I, I I could be wrong, but I don't think so.
1: I don't I don't believe he was able to practice while on that suspension. There, it, he is. Predict- when is he coming back? Week thirteen mm. against Houston. That, I think that's right. I wonder if they'll have a no. It's got to be later than that,
0: right? I thought he was only suspended eleven games, and I thought that should be, be up by now. But maybe they—God uh, bless—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a legal term. A uh, when they push back the court date, the uh,
1: oh, I know what you're trying to say. I can't yeah. think of the name of that either.
0: <laughs> I think they might have had one of those, and they uh, upheld the decision. So, gotcha. Not 100 percent sure.
1: It'll be interesting to see when he comes back, or what they do with him when he comes back.
0: Hopefully it's plug and play and the Browns keep on rolling along just like they did against the uh, not the Kansas City Chiefs, Jesus, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. Old Tom yeah, Brady. I seen
1: that that went in overtime. That was that was a bit of a shocker for me.
0: Same here. I I thought Tampa Bay had that game locked up, but I was like, Okay, that's cool. I got Tom Brady. You know, he'll uh, keep on padding those stats. Well, that didn't end up being the case, but I mean this is what it is. I had Tom Brady in the uh in the starting lineup for myself and left Kirk Cousins on the bench, which looking back now, that's not the best decision. Um, and when Um Because the week prior before the Thanksgiving week, uh, when the Vikings only scored <coughs> three points, uh I was like, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to do that good against the Patriots. I was wrong. So, <laughs>
1: he broke up a little bit in that last portion again sorry man what what were you saying about uh were you talking about the Vikings game where they got absolutely blown out
0: yeah and no, that's that's why i left a kirk cousins on the bench uh i was like i don't think he'll do as good i mean it's not the cowboys but uh the patriots had a pretty decent defense i don't think he'll have that many fantasy points and you know the yeah. games games are done now and he actually beat tom brady so Shouldn't I? I don't. I mean, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I'd put left Kirk Cousins on the starting lineup and left Tom Brady on the bench. But it is what it is. Absolutely, man. Um. Okay, we'll go with the. Uh, were there any games, uh, earlier on that you thought, okay, you know, maybe not today, but the Thanksgiving Day game that you thought went the way that they were going to. Um. The Thanksgiving Day games.
1: Let's see. The. I, I was working on Thanksgiving, but I I caught the uh, the Lions game, and uh, that one really blew me blew me away right there. That I didn't think that they were gonna it that close.
0: No, with I the didn't Bills. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought the Bills were gonna roll and you know just dominate the Lions, and that was not the case. It makes you look back on
1: the earlier games of the season, like when the Bills. I mean they they
0: pounded Tennessee, I pounded the Rams too.
1: Yeah,
0: and they turn around and lose to the Jets, so. Yeah. Weird se- yeah, you're right. It's been a weird season. I might not have yeah, I'm not doing too good in my uh NFL pickings I'm like I said it before, I'm not not winning, but I'm not at the very bottom. I'm kinda of in the middle. So Yeah. I'm okay with that.
1: Uh I will tell you one thing that fooled me this year that I, I looking back, I probably should have seen it coming, but I really thought that uh Russell Wilson going to the Broncos with when he got receivers like Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. I I thought that was gonna be it system that he fit into really well. And unfortunately I was wrong on that one. I in a couple of my leagues I, I drafted uh handcuffed those two guys together, Sutton and Judy, and it kind of came back to bite me in the butt.
0: Oh man, yeah. I, I know how you feel because I, I preseason I felt the same way. I was like, okay, they got Russell Wilson. Cool. Uh I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a Cortland Sutton in this league. And it's like, okay, uh Sutton's not in this league. He's not available. Okay, I'll get Judy in this league. I mean, luckily for me, hindsight now, I didn't draft Russell Wilson, but for the poor bastards that did, ah, uh, man. I mean, he, he's had a couple of decent games, but he's been an utter disappointment so far in Denver. Like you said, he's Absolutely glad I, glad I don't have him. And
1: I guess it's kind of a mirroring situation down there in Carolina with Baker Mayfield. And, you know, a lot of guys went and and – bought into that and got baker mayfield and dj moore thinking that that would be a good connection and it's turned out to be kind of the same thing where dj moore's kind of a dud
0: yeah and i and i was one of those dummies that uh drafted baker mayfield even though i drafted him to be the backup that drafted uh golf and jared golf in that uh league um yeah mayfield uh when he like got injured or got demoted and pj walker was put in i'm like okay i'm i'm dropping this dude Luckily, or I guess unluckily for Trey Lance in the 49ers, he was injured, so Jimmy G got the start, uh, and Jimmy G was available in the waivers, got him, and he's been doing good so far. So luckily for me, I got a decent backup. Yep. Geno Smith has kind of been a fantasy
1: hitter. You know, he's he's been a guy who's come in where people kind of probably underestimated him, and uh, he's turned out to be pretty good fantasy wise i have him in a couple of my leagues and he's done well for me
0: yeah uh projected to be like a, a perennial backup he's uh yeah he's been a very good uh starting quarterback yeah he's uh if you'd have told me denver and seattle more more kind of like flip-flopped their quarterbacks and geno smith would have had a better season i have told you you were crazy
1: yeah absolutely i'm with you on that 100 percent golly
0: I'm trying to think any more uh any more surprises. Uh me say like the Rams. Uh man, the cool. Super Bowl uh the winners, they have not looked they have not looked good this year. The frigging Bengals have looked better than the Rams have.
1: Uh Steelers trading uh Claypool was was a shock to me. And the fact that Green Bay didn't pick up anybody before the trade deadline. Right. receivers.
0: Yeah. Uh I remember hearing somebody say that, oh, Devontae Adams going to Las Vegas, that's not we'll be better without uh Devontae Adams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh because my uh my sister well, my sister, my wife's sister's uh, husband, I guess, brother in law by marriage. Uh, he he's a huge Packer fan. I'm sure he didn't uh I'm sure he didn't share that sentiment about the Packers being better without Devontae Adams. Uh, I, think, yeah. I think the Vikings are still first place in that division, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I think that's correct. And uh, the daggone Detroit Lions beat the uh, Packers. So, I mean, I don't know who has a better record, but that can't be a good taste in Green Bay's mouth. Losing yeah. To Detroit.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. But I like what uh, what Detroit's got going on for them with uh, that coach they have down there.
0: What, what's his name? uh you know what if bully rye if he is listening to this podcast he could be he could tell you i don't remember the coach's name it's dan campbell that's right dan campbell yeah yeah i watched i don't
1: know if you've seen it man but they have a netflix documentary about the lions offseason this year and dan campbell has i think made it his life goal to kind of change the mentality down there And, and it looks like it's working for them, man, the way that they've been playing these last few weeks.
0: Yeah, man, they, they got a good young wide receiving core, a good young quarterback.
1: Uh,
0: they can keep their runbacks fairly healthy, you know. Things will be okay in Detroit.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think Lions fans definitely have a lot to look forward to with the future of what's happening up there in Detroit.
0: Yeah, I believe the power – yeah, the power shift is from Green Bay being the best that's starting to slowly uh Green Bay slowly starting to uh slide down in Detroit Minnesota and heck maybe even Chicago will uh you know surpass Green Bay if they don't make some uh off-season moves yeah absolutely you,
1: I, I always forget about Chicago making things happen as well they've uh they've got a pretty good football team up there
0: yeah even even without a, uh, you know, Justin Fields being hurt, like you said, uh, Chase Claypool is now a Chicago Bear. So, yeah,
1: man. yeah, but it'll be interesting
0: to see what happens with all that. Yeah, well, Jacob, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and look at the uh, fantasy. Uh, you you can let me know if you find this surprising or not of all the teams in the league uh, so far. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm actually beating uh, my coworker. Uh, Andrew Bridges of No Punt Intended when I was not supposed to win. Okay, you're you're still beating Glenn one fifteen point six to seventy point nine at the moment. Uh, any thoughts on that? Or um,
1: let me see. I'm surprised that I'm winning without a quarterback in for sure. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see who he's still got left to play. I'm pulling it up right now. Well, he's uh. Hmm. Uh, he's got my guy Pickens over there on his team, and that that's one guy who's been a huge benefactor of that claypool trade he I definitely think he's the wide receiver one uh I'm nervous that he might come out and have a crazy good game against the colts. Uh.
0: I, I have him in in another league, but I thought I saw where the Colts had a pretty decent pass defense, so I was like, I think I'll leave him on the bench. So maybe yeah. that might not be the case.
1: I would go and uh, now I'm a big guy who's on the Pickens bandwagon for sure, but I would I wouldn't hesitate to say that he's one of the better, as far as just pure athleticism, one of the most athletic receivers in the league right now. I remember seeing that catch, God, who who were they playing against when he went up one handed? It looked like a a remake of that uh Odell Beckham catch back in twenty fourteen. It wasn't for a touchdown, but
0: was it the Bengals? I don't remember. It, it may have been. But, but yeah, it was it...
1: definitely a statement catch for him there. And and I was watching uh watching the Steelers a lot early this season when Mitch Trubisky was still running the show down there and uh he was open a lot, man. He's a good route runner. So I, he makes me nervous playing against him.
0: How Mitchell Trubisky still has a starting or had a starting quarterback job is beyond me, but we'll get we'll get past that. Uh man, the next game, uh oh Alabama Hutton Heroes, he's really putting a beat down to Rome Renegades, one thirty to seventy five. Oh goodness. Uh, you got any thoughts about that or
1: trying to pull up our league matchups here. I'm, I'm very uh it's a little bit surprising. I, I guess uh it looks like the Tennessee Golf Balls left both Mixon and Fournette in. But uh other than that, yeah, not too much to oh, think gosh. about. I mean, he should have definitely picked somebody up or got somebody in there. But who's uh Joe Mixon's backup? He's been killing it. I can't remember uh. his name. I'm sure somebody in our league has picked him up and he's he's probably been killing it. Yeah.
0: For Man, it's, it's either been your boy Mooney or probably uh tap outs and touchdowns, yeah, or or, or could have been uh a, uh a, a, oh um. Ghost Killer, because I know they pay attention to the waiver wires, and they pay attention to fantasy, and they've been playing fantasy forever. Speaking of Team Ghost Killer, he is... boy. And speaking of your boy Mooney, man, they're playing each other right now. Golly, 128 to 42. What is going on with Team Ghost Killer? Man. He's definitely getting his butt whooped there. Yeah, he doesn't have a single person in double digits. Nope, not at
1: all. And Mooney's still got Jonathan Taylor to go, which Jonathan Taylor's kind of been a dud for for the number one overall draft pick in our league here,
0: he's kind of
1: got a slow start.
0: Yeah, he had that what, 50 point game what last year, and hadn't quite lived up to expectations this year. Nope, not at all.
1: I I took him in another league that I'm in at number one overall, and really kicking myself for not taking somebody else. I think looking back, I, even though Cooper Cup's injured, I think yeah. that I would have I would have taken Cooper Cup.
0: Oh yeah, because. Yeah. Stafford targets him at least 10 times a game. It seems like. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, speaking of like drafting number one overall, I'm glad I did not listen to my brother-in-law's league for Yahoo. Like I did last year. They said, Hey, draft Christian McCaffrey number one overall. Okay. He ended up the year on IR and I felt like an idiot cause I couldn't drop him. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad, uh, when he was available first round, I was like, Nope, I'm not picking him first round. Uh, He's been good for whoever's uh, drafted him because he's now with a team that doesn't rely on him so much with the 49ers, so he can actually, you know, do some damage. Yep.
1: Trying to think if there's anybody else that I would really like to talk about. Uh, I'm looking at Team Ghost Killer, and I've seen that he has uh, Mr. Traylon Burks down there, the rookie at Tennessee, and I think that's a pretty good hold that he's been holding him for the whole season.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I see that now. Yeah, he's uh yeah. He left him on the bench. He, man, could uh, could have used him in the starting lineup.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And I see he's got Michael Gallup too. And I was expecting him to make a more more of an impact down there in Dallas whenever he came back from being injured. And it seems like they haven't really they haven't really went to him as much. He's kind of I would say he might even be the third guy down there under under yeah. uh, Noah Brown.
0: at and CD Lamb, yeah, yeah, he had a couple of catches on uh Thanksgiving. I was like, man, Gallup is uh, like I said, just a couple of catches. I was just, just get your uh, wet your whistle. I was like, man, he that should keep on going to him, but I mean, I guess when you had Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, you don't necessarily need to throw it all the time, yeah, man.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Uh, between those two guys, Zeke and Pollard. I know a lot of Dallas fans kind of picked a side for which one they thinks the better back. Do you have a opinion on that?
0: Mm, I'm gonna go with Team Pollard just because just uh, the underdog, and I'm always always choose the underdog over the favorite.
1: Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I think Pollard's got some grit to him. Zeke, I, I'm not gonna go as far as to call him like any, any to speak ill. You know, I'm not gonna say he's washed out, but. I definitely think that if I was calling the plays down there, Pollard would see it a lot, a lot more often than Ezekiel Elliott.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I, Zeke's got the power. I think Pollard's got a little bit more speed, and Zeke's got the power. Uh, I, I, you know, probably rotate them every, you know, uh, possession just to keep them both fresh. I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's not what they want. You know, that they want to be the featured back and you know get all the yards. But you get beat up at the end of the season, and if you got a chance for the playoffs. You know, do you really? Yeah, wanna... you want to
1: those guys healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, but I guess that would depend on the coach. Coaches getting them, you know, to buy into the system of like, hey, you know, we're a two back system. Um, someone's going to get more carries, but you know, if we're if it puts us in a better position to win playoff games and potentially go to the Super Bowl, are y'all you, you okay with that? Me personally, team, uh, the team would be better than individual accolades, but. Yeah, that. guess that would depend on, you know, their egos, if they can keep them in check or not. Absolutely. Boy, I was uh, just to talk a little bit of where, how I was drafted. Man, I was, I drafted like the second worst, wor- second worst draft. And I'm projected to finish last in the league. Say, man, I think Thank you. Huh? Uh, <laughs> oh, I was talking about the, um, uh, uh, the waivers or not the waivers but how I drafted man I didn't draft good I'm not going to finish good but it is what it is yeah man the
1: the draft is everything especially in a lot of these deeper leagues uh, I, I drafted pretty horrible in uh, one of my leagues that I've I've turned out and I've turned it around I had uh, I think I had Sutton Judy and uh, DJ as my top three receivers that I drafted there and it's Luckily, I was fortunate. It's a 10-man league. I was able to get a couple people off the off the bench, Jacoby Myers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I picked up Pickens off the bench on that one – or off the waivers, sorry. And they've been able to impact my team. But I, I do like the deeper league. It's a good compliment if you run multiple leagues, especially to have one where you really got to pay attention and draft good because the waivers aren't going to be there to really
0: uh, back you up no yeah you uh or, or if they are you got to get on them quick yeah absolutely oh jacob i think that will do it is there anything you would like to say to the fans in the parting parting speech
1: well uh i definitely appreciate you having me on and uh hopefully the listeners enjoy having me i know i'm not uh an expert in any means but it's definitely been fun talking to you and i appreciate you having me on
0: yeah man um uh, hopefully we can get together uh in the future sometime. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, Jake, you take care. I'll talk with you later.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you again.